Well, it's great to be back again with all of you who are actually listening for Saints Radio. And um, Monica is across the desk from me, and here I am with you too. And uh, we hope that things are going extremely well for you in uh, the terio that God has placed you in. I am very thankful for what God has entrusted to all of us as saints to <clears throat> to do for him. I just pray that we do it well. So God bless all of you and thanks for thanks for joining us again today whether you're listening live or on the uh, the archive. It's a good day. It's a good day. And um, as many of you know, from if you were listening at all yesterday to the message that I was privileged to be up in Pennsylvania and Ohio, and even for a brief time in West Virginia, because it's all right there. It's so funny because you got three states right there, and. Um, when I drove the 40 minutes from the Pittsburgh airport into Ohio, I, I, I uh, enjoyed all three of those states. Here in Dallas, you can drive 40 minutes and still be in Dallas. So, um, or you can go up to places like Plano or um, any number of Garland, which are individual cities, but they're basically part of this metroplex. But in that brief drive through nature's wonderland, I crossed through three states. And um, it's kind of like when we were in Europe at one time, and we were in three countries in one day. That's right. Yeah, we went to we were in France, we were in Germany, and Italy, maybe. Well, there was Luxembourg. Luxembourg. No, no, not that day. It, we did the we did after we were doing. Oh, the train. And. You mean the train? We came out of Spain, and Spain. then, and we were in France, and then we were in Monaco, and we were in Italy. Boom, yeah. boom, 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 boom. Yeah, but there was another day, the day that we went to that. I should know the name of this place. It doesn't matter. Many days. Many days. <laughs> it was many days. It's like the the the, the trinity of travel. <laughs> <laughs> the travel trinity. Yeah. Three states, three countries. Well, it was refreshing for me yesterday to be able to make that journey and be here for church. <laughs> but uh, I tell you, last night I was feeling it, and I was very grateful to be able to get up early this morning by the directive of the Lord and to spend time with Him and to feel pretty good. I mean, you know, you know, tra you know, travel as as you know as well as I do travel and the, the extension of ministry is uh, it's kind of a I don't want to say draining because that sounds negative but it, it draws on you that's why the first sign of the apostolic is patience because <laughs> traveling in any way whether it's by plane or train or automobile particularly airfare Air, air travel 
it really works your patience sometimes and that's endurance so it's working your your endurance which is um is a good thing yeah but it is exhausting <laughs> i'm glad you're back and had a successful journey I, I was noticing that some of the ladies there in west virginia who i'm in a group text with were all commenting about did you see the service yesterday morning and they were they were talking about it so they're very excited about your testimony and the fact that you really made that sacrifice in somewhat of a suddenly yeah. to go well that that place that we talked about um, was very important for this continent and this country um, because um, it really is the, the point where the bulk of the United States um, looks to for the configurations of state lines and all kinds of other factors. And um, But I, I don't think that it, it has spiritual significance just because of that. I think that those surveyors, I think the head guy's name was Hutchins, I read the story of how he was commissioned. They were commissioned by Thomas Jefferson, who was president. And they launched out of Pittsburgh. And the, the ways that they battled against the elements and Native American tribes and the animals. And they, I don't, it's really funny how the surveyors chose that place out of all places. And I, I believe that it was the spirit that drew them to that place because there was nothing else that would have directed them to that place but then from that point every all the logistics for the development of the northwest territory and into california and all the places in between with the exception of texas um, which at that point was firmly in the hands of mexico or spain there's a spiritual significance to it. And um, I, I think that going there in that hasteme and laying claim to expansion is in line with really what we're called to do. And if for no other purpose, I think that the, uh, the deposit of the, of the presence of God for in that region impacted us imparted something for our mission not just in the u.s but all over the world that you know the the impetus for expansion and breakthrough is is spiritually is it a positive that in that area that's all i'm saying and uh, you know we need that as saints for what we're doing we need that strength from God and so um, however that will manifest itself I'm, I'm very grateful geographically you're talking about where the tree was right yeah okay so geographically where does that sit in accordance with where Candace is and where she has her prayer group and where Pam is and where she has 
prayer rope. Well, this this place was um, just across the border from Pennsylvania, because at that point in our history, Ohio was just wilderness, and so Jefferson had was just knowing that he had been negotiating with the Napoleonic government to get the Louisiana Purchase. And so he sent those guys to a place just beyond the boundary of Pennsylvania. And so that they had a, a point of beginnings for the rest of the development of our country. And even at that point, Canada was just still kind of nebulous. It wasn't until um, um, some wars with England that that border was established. So, the right, actually the point of beginnings was, according to the historical documents, actually in the middle of the Ohio River. Because at that, at that point the Ohio River had ebbs and flows and you could at some point walk across. Um, now it's deep all the way through because they put locks and different things all around. So, to answer your question, Candace's group is, well, Candace is based in Wellsville, which is just 20 minutes or so. It's all in that same region. Pam is south of there in West Virginia. But, you know, the one point, like when I drove from Wellsville, I had to go down to East Liverpool cross the Ohio River, enter into West Virginia for a couple of minutes, and then into Pennsylvania. So they're all, Pam's farther away, Candace is close, and, um, but, but that point of beginnings is, is really strategic. It was strategic for Thomas Jefferson, and it was a base, but, but see, again, how those guys chose that it wasn't just, hey, go across the river from, from Pennsylvania. That was a factor. But um, it was all wilderness at that point. You had, you had all kinds of stuff going on. And those guys battled, but for them as surveyors to go there, I think they were drawn by the Spirit. And there is a deposit of God's glory that encompasses that region itself it's massive and you know even put you know you say things like in the in the political thing every time there's a presidential election they say this as goes ohio go so goes the nation why and it didn't work out that way in the last presidential election and uh, i think we all know why yeah we're still trying to hear about that yeah and um, it's just so funny how, it's not funny, it's sad, how people believe what they want to believe. Uh, even, even about the Hamas attack on my birthday, um, they're idiots, and I say that word loosely, don't call them that. Well, they are, who are denying that it even happened. You know, Hamas is posting it live, all these cell phones on Facebook, and it's all there. The horrific things, and there are people that today are saying it never happened. Oh, 
there's people that are saying that that Israel never had claim to any of that land. Yeah. Ever. See a, again. So it, how, how does that work? You rewrite history. You you even rewrite last week. Uh, it, it's a really his, it's an interesting history, because, you know, there there really wasn't a Palestinian people. You know, when when um, when one of the Caesars and his name's escaping me decided that he was going to call, he was tired of Israel. He was tired of the Jewish question, so he came up with that name. One of the one of the one of the Roman emperors. And it was based off of the Philistines, which were really a people that were Phoenician. And, you know, they were connected strongly with Carthage, the Carthaginian Empire. And, and that, was, that was the main thing. So they, that original group of people were not the Abrahamic seed at all they were wayfaring people and then they disappeared and for 400 years in our more recent history the ottoman empire coming out of turkey controlled that area so to say that that was um their ancestral homeland is bogus it just is and then israel after 48 you know this we're just resetting it Israel was given that land, and they ceded that. It was it in 2005, and they gave it over to the poor, persecuted Palestinian people. And that was prime real estate. It could have been a garden there on the coast. But those bozos welcomed Hamas, which means violence, and they established that whole idea of destroying and eradicating the Jewish people. But, you know, you, you hear people like the squad, and you hear people like that are, that are established in Harvard and a lot of other places, and it's, it's, it's laughable, but it's sad to hear their retelling of historical fact. But the same thing's happening in our country. Erase our history. Let's say that, you know, the founding of this country is really based on slavery or it's really based on some other thing and they publish it in the New York Times, which is just a lackey for any kind of wacky leftist viewpoint, will back it up and people think that it's God's holy writ and it's not true. You study about what the New York Times did during the 30s about the Jewish people and about the Holocaust and the lies they told and the things that they they denied. It, it's just ridiculous, but yet here it is. Uh, you know, democracy dies in the darkness. Well, that's their motto, but really that's their goal. We're going to kill democracy through darkness. So I didn't mean to get on a stump. You said that and it just exploded me but it's sad now that a week ago I hate that my birthday is going to forever be linked with that horrific thing maybe that was for a purpose too but now people are stating that it didn't happen of course you know we can't call Hamas which is a terrorist group they're founded and their name is violence 
We can't call them a terrorist group, so we have to come up with all kinds of euphemisms. I was hearing Pierce Morgan uh, speaking this morning about how embarrassed he is at the BBC for all the gymnastics that they're doing in trying to find euphemisms to call this group by any other name than a terrorist organization because they don't want to offend anybody. Well, call a spade a spade. I mean, it is what it is. And um, it just shows what our world is. Satan is a deceiver. He twists the truth. He twists things. Hath God said, this is all satanic. It's, it, and it goes to the heart of the way the enemy maneuvers. And it's an angelic, a fallen angelic anointing that we're seeing manifest right now. Anyway, I'm, I'm off on it here, aren't I? No, this is real. Speak to us, Luther's granddaughter. Speak. <laughs> Speak to us. Draw now upon. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I've spent the last seven days just sitting in the Word trying to, just trying to hear the Lord. And just about historically, scriptural history. Because I also see all these conflicting comments and it, it disturbs me so much. But I mean, I've also seen video of leaders of Hamas saying, death to Jews, death to America. I mean, they're declaring it. Oh, yeah. And I don't know how anybody can actually deny that. <laughs> but, you know, I was thinking too this morning. I was thinking, sorry. I'm no, go ahead. Go ahead. Please go. One of, the, one of the things about the end times that the Bible tells us over and over again is to not be deceived. And this is like the root of deception. And we have to be, that's why, I mean, I think that that's why the Lord put it so strongly on my heart. You know, have no guile in you. And you be, do not be deceived. Um, don't let, you know, that decoy of deception get get into you because there's such a spirit there yeah. of deception that is just flowing. It's just, yeah. Yeah. It, the it's, very elect will be deceived. Yes. Not today, Satan. <laughs> but the, how do you not be deceived? You stay in the presence of God. You stay in communion with God. You stay in that place of gleaning insights from the throne, from the heart of God, and you, and you know, I, I feel like, and I know I've said this a couple of times. I mean, I literally have been sitting with my Bible open, my Bible program, looking at different scriptures and just trying to follow a timeline. You know, my grandfather taught this stuff, and mm -hmm. one of my biggest regrets is that I was too young to actually. I remember my mother would take me every Friday night to his Bible study on the book of Revelation. I was too young. Of course. But I know that those things, I sat there quietly, and, and those, those things are sewn into me. And I know that just like any revelation, you know, the light bulb just is going to come on. But right now, it's just, it's a bunch of, there's just a lot. And I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of the time that's been invested has been really more from a spiritual place 
girding up from deception. Yeah. Strengthening in our place of who we are and in truth so that we're not deceived. And so as an intercessor, I'll sit there for days in the presence of the Lord and, and, and just with my ears open, he that has an ear, let him hear. Yeah. (coughs) So just be sensitive. I mean, just be really sensitive to the stirring of the spirit in whatever way that he has you postured before him, whether it's in travail or warfare or commune or whatever it is in your prayer life, because that that is where we're being strengthened. That's the truth. For the end times. Yeah. It's in the secret place. It's it is it's in that place in the audience of the Father where he we shut the door, we shut out the agenda of the world. We even shut our own agenda when we shut that door. And our spirit goes into that prayer place and we commune with the Father and he says he speaks us and he speaks us. He speaks to us and he rewards us. And the reward part is I mean to me the reward is being in his presence. But um yeah. Yeah, and you know, you see, and here here's another way that the enemy would twist things. There's twistings all over the place, and the only way you can stay right is to know your foundation through what the word says. Mm-hmm. Um the hope for Israel is the hope for what God began there and it it says that the gospel of the kingdom will be preached throughout all the world for a witness of what God is doing and then shall the end come and you know so we we stand beside Israel militarily financially and we pray for the peace which is the fulfillment and the completion of what God began there but um, there'll be a lot of churches that just go crazy in their lavishing upon Israel and not spend one minute before the throne praying for God's purpose to be done and that's something that we face all around the world so what I'm saying is how the enemy would twist the most important thing is what you said the power of God within, being before him, believing for the into all the world and then shall the end come. The Gentile church being the tabernacle of David to do that, the greater works, the megas works. It's, it, you know, we can pray to the cows come home that there'll be roses and lilies just growing there and that no enemy will attack. You cannot change what the scripture says is gonna happen. What you talked about from from Luke 21 is happening, and it's gonna happen. No matter how much we pray uh, to try to stop it, it's going to happen. So we cannot be deluded, no matter how painful it is to see those things happen. But it is what it is, and we won't change it. The best thing we can do is to spend time in God's presence and do what we're supposed to do and and 
let's all be before the throne. You know what I mean? Does that sound harsh? No. Oh, God, goodness, no. That's the word of the hour for us right now. Yeah. But it is. It's. I, I don't. There's something in me that is so hungry to to understand. Um, but I know that my place is to continue to pray, to pray in diversities of tongues, to partner with the Lord in the unveiling of His mystery, as He mm-hmm. chooses to unveil it. And I know that line upon line he's going to continue to unveil that's why you know yesterday as I sat there I mean for days and I I was so gripped by gratitude of the things that he has taught us because they're so incredibly significant to our walk and to our function and and so you know sometimes when you look at the big picture it's very overwhelming yeah. And, like, you know, I was reading in Ezekiel, I mean, Ezekiel, like 36, 37, and 38, where it does talk about the end time for Jerusalem, for Israel. And um, I do, I do have just this innate hunger to understand. Well, sure. We um, should. Yeah. But I, I also know that the Lord reveals and He, we gain understanding line upon line. So herein lies my patience, and your patience possesses your soul. So. Well, you know as well as I do, we as saints have learned that there are passages of Scripture that we have never been privileged to understand before because it wasn't God's timing. Mm -hmm. And that is so much uh, applicable to what the end time Scriptures are. Mm -hmm. Because I sat through how many prophecy teachings and it wasn't about yea my brother I say unto you mm-hmm. end time stuff and so much of that stuff in it in its sincerity you look at it now and you think well that was ridiculous I don't remember anybody talking about how powerful China would be yeah. I don't remember anybody it was all Russia 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 well Russia is just a a tip of the spear well, that's another thing, because I, I know that, you know, the Magog thing, and the, is it Ezekiel that talks, talks about that, and about how people interpret that as Russia, mm-hmm. and then there's allusion to, um, maybe, forgive me for my geography, but in the wording, it is alluding to Iran coming alongside Russia and attacking in the destruction of what God has established or in the destruction of, of Israel. And like I said, I mean, I'm, I don't expect you to follow me here. But no, I'm listening. I'm, I'm looking things up just, about it right now. You read that, you know, you read that and you think, wow. I mean, we're seeing that happen before our very eyes with, it, with the connection with Russia and Iran. And then you've got the China there's just but the point of all of it is that we've got to look up and we've got to lift our heads and we have to keep our eyes on the sovereign Lord that is who's sovereign over all this and it's just well it's it's kind of interesting because um 
And I'm looking at this right now. It's really interesting because when in the book of Revelation, when it speaks about Gog and Magog, you know, in that time frame, what did that mean when John was transcribing that? And it, 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 what I'm just seeing here right now is that in the time preceding John, um, the, um, the Syrians... Um, spoke about Gog and Magog being the Asians and the uh, anything to the west of the Asians was Arabia and then you also have um, Babylon which is basically Iran and the tertiary Iraq so you got Mystery Babylon going on, you got Gog and Magog, but if Magog was the Asianic peoples, and you know, one of so the things... it's thi- not the Russians? Not according to what the, the history of the etymology of that word was. And, and here's, here's another factor, and I, I, this is just a point. I didn't realize how closely linked the Persians or Iran was historically with Russia. I mean, if, if when, when you go to the big um, museum um, at uh, Red Square, and they're talking about all the glories of um, talking about all the glories of um, of uh, the Russian history, it's almost half of uh, and a percentage, a quarter of it, are things that the Persians gave them because of their fidelity. So I would link Russia with Babylon because of the of the historical connection they have. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see it everywhere. Mm-hmm. And how Catherine the Great and all these others were just lockstep with the Persians. Mm-hmm. But the Asians are something else. And I think anybody with any awareness at all, if you would say... Who is the greatest power on earth in the nations now? China. And they're growing, and we're giving it to them. Russia's just a shadow of what it was when we were kids. And, um, and it will continue to be, because they're, they're beholden to everybody else. It, it irritates us. Our foreign policy is just idiotic. Um, I saw I saw a picture of a picture of like a council meeting in Washington and it was four men dressed in skirts and then a fifth man that was dressed in a suit. Really? Yep. And the comment the commentary was and you wonder why we why we're not respected anymore. And I, it just made me cringe. I just thought, this is, uh, and, and I will say, this this has been ushered in by our our current administration. Yeah. Absolutely, without a doubt. Oh, Good. undoubtedly, yeah. I mean, I, it, it is so disgusting to me. I, it just, to me, and I've said this before, I marvel that God just doesn't light a big match up there at the throne and just drop it down on us. Because it is an abomination. It is Our government is an abomination. 
Not all of it, but... Well, there's there's really nothing that's going on up there that's wholesome. It's embarrassing. And, you know, like even you see that you're using Qatar or Qatar, how are you to say it, as the mediator of holding funds back from Hamas, from Iran and um, like they're supposed to be our friend. Well, where are the main leaders for Hamas right now? In Qatar at a five-star hotel, they're living there and there's support from that Qatarian government of that organization. But these are the people that our government is trusting. It just doesn't make any sense. You know, we've had 30 plus Americans killed in this. One would be too many. So where's the justice of our government? You know, why aren't we saying to our quote unquote friends, this organization has killed our people and is is devoted themselves to destroying us. Are you our ally or are you their protector? Give us those people. But no. We're so, it's it's ridiculous. I know we're going to, on a soapbox here. And everybody's probably chiming in. They're probably peppering Monica right now with all kinds of things about it. And nobody likes to talk about the end times more than Christians. But the most important thing that we can do is to be level-headed and pray and call upon the Lord. You know, I don't know, it must be the anointing because I'm getting texts from all kinds of people that aren't listening to this broadcast who all want my attention right now. And um, and I think they're just going to have to wait. But the point is that I... Um, these are these are challenging times and we need to be praying we need to be girding ourselves up for the missions that God has given us for his throne I I really believe that something that God initiated and sparked over this past week was this basically the quickening of the power, the igniting power that stems from our spirits in the Lord. Um, The power of the resurrection comes from that place. And with all the things that we've been learning over the past few years about the development of our spirit, the, the passions, the understandings of the word, um, the uh, the breathing, the, the, the tongues coming from there, the, the building up of our identities. Um, this latest emphasis by the Spirit of the quickening or the life-giving is, is the trigger of the power of the resurrection. And um, that's something that even though we don't really understand it all, it is, it is very much in the Word, and we, we need to we need to believe that as God is developing our born again spirit, 
which was echoed in the Ma'ah through the Old Testament, that we'll be utilizing every capacity of it. So, uh, very interesting. Well, I, I'm, I don't really understand it. I, I don't know. I tried to describe this, and of course, everybody has their own experiences. So I readily say that you can take people's experiences with, a, with seven bucks, and you can get you a, a mocha at Starbucks. Um, but the way that I felt this come on me had to do with my head it had to do with um above my eyes my forehead it was almost like a a crown or a hat or, or and, it, and it it I felt like everything was just electrified and if if it could my skin and my skull would have just gone straight up in the air and then after about 20 minutes of that I felt it on my shoulders so you would think that if you were talking about the spirit which we believe the core is in our belly uh, for many biblical reasons that it, that would have been where I felt this but it wasn't it went to the place where our authority and our government is and so I have a feeling that the power of the spirit within, the quickening, uh, if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead comes down out of heaven upon you at an appointed... No, that's not what it says. If it dwells in you. If it dwells in you. So it's about the spirit within. And just a few, few verses later, it's talking about how the Spirit of God communes with our spirit to tell us that we're sons. Um, if, if the power of the Spirit, and again, this was just my experience in a manifestation, of the quickening of that has to do with you already functioning in that identity that God's put in you and the authority the authority and the government responsibility that God has given, then um, I receive that because we need that. But I, I just thought that was really an anomaly that how this registered very powerfully in me was not in the belly, but on the on the top of the head and and it just was magnetized it was like electric and then gradually on my shoulders and it was it wasn't painful it was it was peculiar it was un, I, I'd say it was uncomfortable because I thought what in the world is this this is weird but the quickening the main point is forget about my experience what the word says about that quickening that comes out of that spirit is something new that God is emphasizing in the progression of how he's been showing us our spirit moves. 
which says to me that there's, and that quickening deals with restoration. Uh, it deals with something that should be, that has been dead or dormant and now sparks to life. It speaks about um, uh, a, a, a birthing or a blooming of, uh, of something to fulfill what its purpose is. And that's the quickening. But it comes out of our spirit in the power of the Lord. And, and, the, and the scriptures plain, plainly. And it really says, the other verse says that in all things, how many things? In all things, God uses the quickening, which makes me wonder about how we were originally created in God's image from his spirit. That if, if that's not what God really created us to do in his, in his partnership, that we would embrace his plan and that we would be a people that would be doing things as he is, as joint heirs, and that he would then give us the privilege to be the, the initiating spark or the explosiveness of what he's doing. I really believe that's what this is. And we need that. But it's, but it's the spirit within. And, and then Jesus says, out of your innermost being, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. That's what that empowerment from, the, from where the, the, the temple is. Um, it's just amazing. Those people, and you referenced this not long ago, who are proscuneoing in that temple are drawing out from that base of the river of life. And it's our privilege then to see it flow out uh, from that place. So there's a lot of power going on in the spirit, whether it's the river or whether it's the, the most important power is communing with the Father and representing him, uh, detailing through t tongues and unknown tongues the mysteries of God and us fulfilling what he put us on earth to do, building up architecturally our most saintly faith or our place at the right hand of God. Those things are, are glorious. They're wonderful. And um, I, uh, but, but for God to, <laughs> for God to, to spark this right now, this way, is is really an amazing thing with his partnership. Do you think about that? I'd never I didn't really put that together until we were just sitting here right now. That when God created us in his image, and Jesus came to make this possible for us again, that this power of the spirit which is the the base from where the resurrection power comes from is really indicating how God was going to use us through eternity how he originally wanted to use us that that he loves us and we are we're we're championing his cause but he but he lets us through his spirit and our identity communicate with him 
become like him, initiate the flow of the river of life, and to spark the explosiveness of the new thing. That's, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. But it comes out of the spirit within. Oh, well, uh, that's, that's my story. I'm sticking with it. Well, that's why the, there's such a connection when we go to the temple and we take our place in the temple. I know it's been that way for me. I mean, it's been the connection point has been in my belly. When I proskuneo, I, I, I can sense that river. I can sense, like, the connection there. And it's, I mean, it's otherworldly. It's, it's not even, it, it's such a spiritual thing. Mm. But, too, I remember, and I've told you this, the first time you, you taught us about proskuneo, and I remember the first time I proskuneoed in our sanctuary. Remember where I was laying, and I just I just laid myself out just in absolute faith, and the assignment was to look upon the earth and see. And I remember opening. I, I remember just experiencing it for the first time, and then opening my spiritual eyes to see by faith. And it's the first time that I actually saw into. And I know it says no man sees his face, but I was able to see the, the eyes of the Father. And it was like the deepest water. I, I mean, it was, it was like deep, deep water. And that was, that was somewhat of a life-changing experience for me with the Lord. So, um, you know, I don't ever want to lose the wonder of how he moves in us. Mm-hmm. And it can just become routine. It can become, yeah, it's our job and it's it's what we do. It's our function. But Lord, help us to never lose the wonder of just the expectation of something like a quickening. You mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that it's easy to do that. So I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful for what he's what he showed you and for what he manifested through you and I don't know just this conversation because it's just it's it, this walk is just so extraordinary for us yeah it really is there's nothing common about it and and uh, it's just amazing I mean I was just downstairs we were praying and in the sanctuary and I was just so over. Uh, I don't know. At the simplicity, but I was just so overwhelmed with how much I love him. Yeah. But when, when you, you know, we're able to love him because he loved us and only because of that. But when he allows you to actually experience that and all that you are, it's just, it's, it just, so I'm so thankful Yeah. and then too I, we're talking about a lot of things that God is doing and the way that he's teaching us in our walk and I know something that I have been experiencing and I mentioned this last week I think and it's, it's it, it remains this process is I feel like I feel like the Lord is filling my lamp 
for something that is necessary, which is the welcoming of the Lord. And I feel that so strongly that we know that our lamps are to be full of what would be those wise virgins. But I literally feel like through the pressing that I, that I feel, not just for me, but for us as a body, I feel this incredible pressing. And, and I know that it's for our lamps. And, and the trimming of the wick, it sounds so funny. That could be the name of our next seminar. The trimming of the wick. John it's, Wick. Yeah, it's like cutting, it's, 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 it's cutting off the things that don't matter. You know, it's like, and he's doing that. He's pressing and he's also refining in such a strategic way. At least that's what I'm experiencing in my time with him. And um, I don't know, I mean, you think about the, the virgins and how detrimental it is to think that 50% of them are not going to be ready. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot. That's and true. And I think, you know, we were talking about the Jews, and I, I, from what I understand about history, you know, at the end, there's going to be desolation, and, and the Lord, the Lord is is so faithful to bring that to get them to accept him you know what i mean but they won't all accept him but neither will all the gentiles so i don't know yeah there then there are so many opinions about the hundred and forty four thousand and all these other things we'll we'll understand it better by and by there's so many things that are even that are even if you would have said five years ago the things that are happening right now you wouldn't you'd have thought no way that 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 won't be happening um but yet here it is and so as as things are happening um i i just believe that I'm sorry I'm trying to I'm trying to do something here on this screen just to verify make uh, so uh, we'll just see what happens but, but we need to we need to be doing what we know to be doing and um, I um uh, I'm just grateful for all the things that God has been leading us into in his word. And, uh, you know, who, who would have thought way back in those early, early days when so many, so many of our intercessors, including me and you, were having the, the crunch where our bellies were, what was the word we used it, what we described? It was... Well, you know what I'm talking about. I forget it was a phrase we used. And then in God's way, he uh, He showed in the word that whole concept of ma'a, which was really wonderful. But um, who would have thought back then that after 20-some years, he would be taking us into this measure of development from the scripture 
of that place um, for the impact in the world. In a, in a way, I'm kind of glad he didn't show us all this then. And because it needed to be developed. It, you know, you, you're faithful in the small things, you're ruler over many. Um, you have to be faithful in the progression of, of development. And then when you've, when you've done that, then he gives you further insight. And it's such a timely revelation with him. Um, but like you said, my Lord delays his coming. Uh, you know, I've, I've not been doing what I'm supposed to do to, to function in the oil. Um, it's, it's just, it's such a necessary thing. And then, you know, a bruised reed, he won't break. I, uh, smoking flax, he won't quench. There they are. Mm -hmm. The, the reed of the authority, the, the, the jealousy of God, the possessor of heaven and earth, the stelos, the measurement of the temple, and dare I say even the scrolls, because the scrolls are, I think that's probably the reason that their things are written in heaven and scrolls, because they, they align themselves with that. And then the other is the, the saints burning as, as lamps before God. Help us, Father. Help us. I was re I thought we're almost done, but I was yesterday I was reading um, in that Luke twenty one passage. Bear with me for a minute. Well, that's all right. I um I think that Luke twenty one passage is a gift that keeps giving. Where he says And this is very similar to what you talked about on Wednesday night, but where he t tells us to heed to ourselves, let our hearts not be overcharged with drunkenness and the cares of this life, so that the day come upon you unaware, for as a snare shall it come upon them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. And then he says, watch ye therefore and pray always, that you may be accounted worthy to escape all the things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. And I was looking at these words, watch, and watch and pray, and we know the word, you know, the word of the axios, but I believe it was this word for watch that when I looked at it, it's agripnia, which is to stay awake, but if you study it out, they reference it to as, as the priest tends to the altar. Mm. It's that, I mean, it's, and, I, I mean, how many times have we said over the course of this last season, it's like we, he has been calling us to tend to his altar, to, to stay on his altar, to keep the fire burning in his altar. And and so I just found that was really interesting that that was the watch. Mm. And I've never studied the Agritneo, even though I probably should, because I do love to sleep. But I also know that last night, I bet I was up 60% of the night. And it's a constant struggle for me. Sleep is a constant struggle for me. And I know that 
I know that the Lord is in it in some way. I know this is just not like I just have insomnia. So, anyway, I digress here, but uh, as the priest tends to the altar, is watch. And of course, pray always. Pray how, how often? Pray always. <laughs> Well, that's 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 interesting. I mean, there's there's probably something to the uh, there's probably a connection between what happens to you in the night and the the ongoing lack of sleep that is probably prophetic with the whole idea of um, the ten virgins mm. and even Samuel in the night Samuel, Samuel mm -hmm. um, I will accept that absolutely well thanks everybody for tuning in I know we we didn't chit chat that much you just got right after it. Well, the gate kind of opened and we went right into all kinds of things. I hope everybody's well and we speak blessing over you. We will look forward to uh, Wednesday Night Live. Make sure you take a gander at the uh, fivefold words that are up and available for you from first Saturday. We appreciate all the work that goes into that process yes. and um, so avail yourself of that resource and um, we'll just look forward to seeing what God does next among us but until then let's be faithful in what we've been given alright God bless thank you and goodbye